This issue of Nil Desperandum is rated PG for some mild language. Nil Desperandum 21 Just Another Graveyard Shift by Thomas Swofer Mr. Swofer is a retired high school teacher who is now concentrating on his writing. He has had stories published in The Storyteller, Detective Mystery Stories, and Mysterical E, which has podcast another of his stories. Our narrator this week is Mr. Charles McFall, executive producer of the Bear Crawling Nation and host of the Bear Crawling Nation Live podcast. Just Another Graveyard Shift by Tom Swoffer. I know, I know it's the second time this week ain't showed up. What the hell am I supposed to do about it? Whenever my old lady starts out with me, telling me something stupid I already know, something she expects me to do, something about when there's not a damn thing I knew about it, it really gets under my skin. Like an itch you can't scratch anyway, and the damn bitch knows that too. She asks me why I don't call a district manager. 11.30 at night? <sighs> yeah, like he's going to come down here and relieve me. And what if he did fire the Pakistani kid? I wind up pulling double till they find another dumb loser anyhow. <sighs> Either way, it ain't going to make it home tonight. Of course, old lady don't care nothing about that. She just sees another opportunity to rag my ass. Show me just how low I've sunk in her eyes, working this lousy swing shift job at the convenience store. Buried up to my sorry ass in debt. That's mostly her and the kids doing. What a guy will do for a steady piece of ass sometimes. And then, this scraggly old bum comes in. I could tell he was drunk as soon as he came stumbling through the door. Working on the graveyard shift, you sure get your share of them. Listen, I gotta go. Oh yeah? Well, you better try losing about 50 pounds before you start thinking about finding someone new, sweetheart. Slam the phone down. Knowing the wisecrack about her weight will send her straight to the vodka bottle. And I ain't sure about what I'm more sorry about. Hurting her feelings once again or facing her hangover when I get home in the morning. <sighs> Meanwhile, I start watching the old bum. For a few moments, he just stands there, squinting, adjusting his bloodshot eyes to the stark brightness of the store's interior. When he begins staggering towards the coolers against the back of the wall, he's wearing a huge, tattered old coat that billows as he walks, sending nauseous fumes into the air. He stops at the first cooler and stares quizzically until he finally realizes he's standing in front of the dairy section. <laughs> he mumbles as if to find the idea of displaying such items personally offensive to him. Slowly, he shuffles along, his laceless shoes flapping each wavering step past the food section, the soft drinks and beer until he reaches the far corner of the store where our small selection of wines are. He slowly licks his lips, a sliver of drool falling from one corner of his mouth before he reaches out and pulls open the cooler door with his grimy hands. He stares intently at the half dozen or so wines we stock. A beautific smile creases his sallow face. He starts swaying back and forth, one hand holding the door handle for support, and for a moment he looks like a boat on choppy waters, his yellow-fingered hands in a slim line tied tenuously to the dock. I couldn't take watching him any longer. Either take something or close the cooler door, I finally bark at him. Energy costs too much these days, and corporate had recently issued a memo about the need to cut expenses in order to avoid any more layoffs. Lousy and demeaning as this stupid job may be, it's all I got going for me right now. Oh, 
he mumbles. And he clumsily reaches down and grabs a bottle of our cheapest fortified wine off the bottom shelf. I'm sure he'll drop it before he makes it to the counter. But he finally does, tenderly placing it down in front of me as if it's his bottle or either natural glycerin or his only child. I don't want to touch the damn bottle after his filthy hands have been on it. Who knew what kind of germs were living on this sorry piece of crap? I turn the bottle to the tips of my fingers until I can read the barcode and punch the numbers into the cash register manually. With Dax, it comes to $3.04. He studies my face for a long moment and think maybe he doesn't understand English. But then he digs into his coat pocket and pulls out three crumpled bills and drops them onto the counter. In a flash, he's grabbed the neck of the wine bottle and shoves it into the same pocket where the money came from. Giving me a challenging cross-eyed look, he scampers out the front door before I can even ask him for the four cents. I stare at the sticky bills lying on the counter. I sure as hell ain't going to pick them up with my bare hands, so I grab some disposable gloves. I carefully pick each bill off the counter and begin flattening them out. The first two bills are ones, but the third is a twenty. I walk to the front of the store and look outside. There he is. A solitary soul huddled inside his bus stop enclosure, sucking on the bottle like a contented baby. What possible good can $19 do him? I think to myself, nothing but put the old bastard in a grave that much faster. I mean, what about me? Laid off six months ago and reduced to working this damn graveyard shift for minimum wage. And just what's waiting for me at home? A teenage daughter too embarrassed to even acknowledge me anymore, and a wife losing more respect for me with each passing day. That's what the hell is waiting for me at home. Screw the sorry old SOB, I mumbled to myself. I grabbed four pennies out of the change cup, slide those, the two ones, and the 20 into the cash register, count out $19 change, and stuff the bills into my wallet. If you have enjoyed this or any of our stories, please visit www.ndstories.com to make a donation and leave a comment. Nil Desperandum is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Editor and publisher is Jim Phillips. Audio production in cooperation with the Bear Crawling Nation. Engineer Hugh Morrison and executive producer Charles McFall. <laughs>